0: The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of
1: Rogers News. Israel has a value set, like the United States does, and other democracies, and and they're looking to see what we're going to do. So, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, I'm very happy to be back in Israel with you.
2: That was U.S. President Joe Biden speaking this week in Israel following an attack on the Middle Eastern country. As tensions mount in the region, this week's Views Room is looking at what are the various scenarios that could play out in the coming months, and how will this unfolding war affect Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Welcome back to the Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donovan, coming to you from London. War has once again erupted in the Middle East, the attack on Israel, which killed over 1,400 people, prompted the country to prepare a ground invasion of Gaza. But far from being an isolated situation, Middle Eastern powers like Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates and Egypt have all expressed their views on the situation, while Iran's backing of Hamas could leave it exposed to sanctions. It's a highly charged and complex situation. So thankfully, I have two of Breaking View's most senior editors with me. Lauren Silverlockton, who runs the US arm of Breaking Views and George Hay, head of EMEA, who is also something of a Middle Eastern expert. So welcome, Lauren, and welcome, George. Hi there. So a very, a very difficult week. Um, and I think, George, probably it would be best to maybe try and and kind of take a bit of a step back which is as I said it's sort of tensions you know war is sort of has been resurrected in in the Middle East and I'm I'm just sort of curious because there has been better relations with with countries like Saudi Arabia and Israel and I'm just wondering what are the implications of this Hamas attack on on Israel for a country like Saudi Arabia or or the more sort of ambitious ones like the UAE? Yeah I
0: mean like The context for this is um, up until um, really quite recently, before the attacks, uh, it looked pretty like Saudi Arabia was going to normalise relationships, uh, relations with um, Israel, uh, brokered by Joe Biden, the US president. And that's a big deal, I mean, (laughs) in a way that, it 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 might seem kind of odd to people outside the Middle East, but like um uh, pretty much since Israel's uh, foundation in 1948, uh, a lot of the Arab states around it haven't recognised it or don't have proper relations with it, and that's always acted as a kind of destabilising force. And so had uh, so you had these meetings between Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia and Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli uh, prime minister, and that looked like it was going somewhere. Um, And had that happened, basically UAE, United Arab Emirates, they did something similar a couple of years ago. Had that happened, that would have kind of created really, you know, a much more kind of stable Middle East with the only kind of question mark over um, Iran. Iran also has a problem with Israel um it also has a problem confusingly with Saudi Arabia um so they would have still been a unknown quantity but ultimately it would have made everything a lot more stable the 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 key strategic geopolitical issue with with um uh what happened with the hamas attacks on um israel is that it kind of throws all that up in the air because um basically the arab states um just, they have to be, they have to be seen and they have to also practice uh, some kind of solidarity with their Arab brethren, who are the Palestinians. Now, clearly what we're seeing with what's going on at the moment is that the Palestinians in Gaza and in the West Bank are not necessarily the same as Hamas. um, And that is rather the issue. But like, if you see what's happening at the moment, and literally in the last twenty four hours, we've had this tragic attack um, uh, on the, the hospital in, in in Gaza, and you know it's, it's up in the air exactly who caused it. But uh, if you have a situation where Israel, um, because they feel they have to respond, they are attacking Gaza and um, you know killing a lot of Palestinians, then if you are Saudi Arabia, UAE, or Pretty much any uh, Arab person in the Middle East, you're looking at you. You you have to show that you have a problem with that because um, it's your own uh, brethren, and uh, so it massively problematizes the idea of having a Saudi and uh, uh, Israeli pact. It's just that's kind of uh, obvious. Um, exactly where everything goes from here is very much a function of how bad it gets in terms of. know probably the fundamental question right now is uh, is uh, Israel going to actually properly invade Gaza and you know create an even bigger humanitarian problem there Uh, or is there going to be some kind of work around probably broken by the US um, whereby somehow that's avoided somehow there's a de-escalation that is obviously very much easier said than done.
2: And I mean, Lauren, if we could pivot to you now, because obviously today we're speaking on Wednesday, Joe Biden is actually in Israel uh, meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu. And I'm just sort of curious, Lauren, what is the sentiment in the US about, I suppose, the US being maybe pulled into a, a second war, whether it's funding or support? I mean, we obviously already have Ukraine and Russia.
1: You know, Historically, the one thing that I mean, American is is divided. I think, as everybody can see, um, to say that we're as divided as ever is is you know probably true. Um, one thing that Americans have always been able to sort of rally together behind, for better or for worse, is in fact war. Um, and and so you know, will there be support for? Um, a war in, in israel and one also in ukraine yes probably i mean you know this week uh janet yellen came out and said that you know we have some you know something like we have enough money or could afford to support b- both which um of course she would say um mm-hmm. the first question is funding um and you know uh, for better or for worse, I would say probably worse. You know, the United States has been spending um, as if it's in wartime when it's been in peacetime, um, and so now we have a situation where we have global conflict and the call on the United States to spend on that global conflict, and we don't have any money, and we have no way of approving um, any any way of spending it. So even if we had it, um, so getting money to support a war is a second. Issue? Will we support one? Probably. Will we have the money to support one?
2: That's a, that's a different question entirely, I think. Absolutely. And there's another element, obviously, to the US angle of this, Lauren, which is the, the Trump presidency or the possibility of a Trump presidency and what that might mean to both conflicts. Is that something that you're kind of hearing people discuss or, or, or are concerned about?
1: So it's interesting, I hear a lot of people outside of the United States talk about the idea of a Trump presidency, and how that might affect and tip the scales of various conflicts. I hear less people talk about that in the United States. And I think for two reasons. Um, I think that people who do not support a Trump presidency do not want to entertain the idea of him being president, because the idea of him being president is so scary and dangerous to them that they don't even want to have it come into their conversation. The the people who do support Trump as president, which by the way for for those who are outside of the United States who think that this is a wacky idea, is just a reminder that Trump did get elected, you know. Mm-hmm in a fair election, continues to be the very strong Republican candidate. So there are quite a few people in the United States who do support Trump. The people who do support Trump, I don't think um, really think about him through the lens of global conflict. Um, And so that's not to dodge the question, but like uh, from here, I'm not really hearing people say, oh, if Trump becomes president there, then, you know, Uh, conflict in Ukraine XYZ or what happens in Israel XYZ. His actual comments are, you know, sort of for Trump very difficult to parse through and understand Um, the, uh, you know, from my point of view and for people who I talk to who are experts on him and, and his matters, you know, he is, um, impulsive and so it's it's from you know it's sort of a fool's game to try to predict what trump would do in any sort of issue uh regardless of it being war and conflict i think the uh overarching belief is that there would be less support for ukraine but who knows um Mm -hmm. and and yeah you know yeah
0: yeah i mean one thing one thing that i would add to that is I mean, I agree, <laughs> who knows what he would do, but one thing that's quite striking if you look at the Middle East is that the the strategy that Biden was um, pursuing prior to the hostilities prior to the, you know, the, the last week or so um, is quite surprisingly not dissimilar to elements of the Trump strategy when he was in for the first time, because um, basically that you know the the abraham accords this 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 um uh treaty to normalize relations between the uae and israel that happened while trump was was um was uh, in power and um uh this whole idea of kind of some kind of concord between uae saudi israel some kind of normalized really i don't. that's not completely out of you know it's not like that's the opposite of what Trump mm. was kind of he might he might kind of see that as in some way like um something that he was pursuing so maybe he wouldn't completely uh row back on that i mean his whole thing was always to to um <clears throat> to try and kind of uh put iran in a difficult position um and that's kind of where he already
2: mm.
0: kind of are or, or where we could be, I suppose. So mm. I don't know, it's it, it, it's quite difficult to tell, tell exactly, obviously, as Lauren's is completely right, who knows what he would do, but um, it's, all I'm saying is it's not the complete opposite of what, uh, Biden's strategy is not complete opposite of what Trump was kind of it's true.
1: More. Yeah, it's true, too. And like you keyed in on an interesting point here, in George, which I think we could extend to Saudi even, which is like the very complicated relationship that America has had with Saudi. And that's been the case with both Trump and Biden as well. And if you look at the way that they've entered that Trump, the Trump administration and the Biden administration, administration have interacted with Saudi, it has, in fact, been similar and similarly complicated.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with
2: that. Yeah, really? And George, I mean, this ground invasion, which obviously hasn't happened yet, but there, it, it's, it's assumed that it will happen. What are the various scenarios that could play out? I mean, you mentioned obviously that there is concerns in the Arab world about the death of, you know, their brethren, Palestinians, that that may be civilians. I mean. Could it make investing in this region very difficult if you if you have a a proper like sort of I suppose yeah. occupation almost of? of I mean
0: it, it 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 depends very, very much on the extent to which it's localized in Israel. like the ever since this happened on october the seventh, the, the kind of the people who cover the region have you know the, the 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 kind of doomsday scenario, the worst case scenario in terms of escalation is to have. Uh, you know, it, you can just follow the pieces in very kind of logical way. Uh, Hamas attacks Israel, kills a lot of civilians, which they did. Uh, the Israel has to kind of do a massive response reflecting um, uh, the, the scale of um, that tragedy. Um, that means them going into Gaza, which they may or may not be about to do. Then that creates a humanitarian uh, catastrophe or lots, lots more difficulty than we currently have. That means that Hezbollah in, the, in Lebanon open in some way a second front uh, from the north into Israel. You can even th- throw in a third front from the West Bank, which is another part of the Palestinian, uh, Palestinian-controlled um, uh, bit next to, to Israel. Um, and the doomsday scenario is that uh, Hezbollah, which is kind of backed by Iran, you end up having some kind of confrontation in you know, a direct nature between Israel. And Iran, Israel maybe kind of bombs Iranian nuclear facilities. I don't know what it would be. But then you get into a situation where this kind of powder cake part of the world is, you know, a lot of things are happening and it's not just localized in in Israel. Now, you know, we're in a real live experiment to see whether that actually happens. Um, I think you can kind of quite easily paint a picture of why that might not happen because uh, ultimately it's not so much that cooler heads or wiser heads will prevail but it's just that you know there are reasons for Iran to not want to be in a outright war with Israel and kind of vice versa with mean, all sorts of reasons but um, it kind of depends I think the kind of swing factor is how emotive and like uh, awful it gets in Gaza because as we said at the top of the conversation. Um, the you know I, I mean I suppose like what we what we saw yesterday um, when you had this uh, tragic uh, attack on the hospital in Gaza what was quite striking about it is Saudi UAE and a lot of other Arab states immediately said oh we think Israel is to blame now that question is entirely up in the air we don't know actually uh, Israel say say they weren't um, but like. If it gets too emotive and disastrous in Gaza, then that will raise tensions and emotions uh, throughout the Middle East, and then you get into kind of very difficult territory. So that is very much the worst case scenario. It, as I said earlier, it's possible that you get some kind of de-escalation whereby Israel just goes but he- egged on very much by Biden and know anyone else they're just desperately trying to avoid a humanitarian catastrophe in in gaza maybe there's some way to de-escalate but that it just seems very very difficult given how awful the attacks on october the 7th were
2: Mm. and this is playing out a a bit in the markets just in terms of oil prices have obviously gone up there is concerns obviously uh, given the region and and what a big uh, player saudi is but is there a scenario that this could be somewhat beneficial to Saudi Arabia in terms of if oil prices are going up?
0: Yeah, they... well, we'll, 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 well, I mean, yes. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly, if you have a kind of anything approaching a uh, pan-Middle East war in it, that's, uh, there will be some downside to, to Saudi Arabia, but like to put it wildly. But um, what's kind of interesting is that, um, in you know, in a scenario where you could... A a far from far fetched scenario would be that the US decide that Iran, because they generally back Hezbollah and Hamas, um, they need to be held to account in some way for what happened on October the 7th. Maybe they tighten up sanctions on Iranian oil exports um, and in that scenario um, you know, that would really take, that would take over a million barrels a day off the market. Uh, that would tighten the market, oil prices would go up. Um, Saudi would then be in a position of, you know, a lot of power because Saudi is, of all the spare capacity in the oil market, most of it, something like 60% is in Saudi. They have, they produce a lot more than they um, they, 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 they can produce 12 million barrels a day. and they're, um, they're only doing about nine at the moment. So they can kind of they can kind of deploy that excess um, to calm the markets and send all prices down again. As you point out, they don't really you know they they want all prices to be as high as possible. The thing about sadly though, they don't want all prices to be to spike up to 150 dollars a barrel or 200 and then yo-yo back down again they 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 are quite happy with it in the kind of 90 level it's currently at and maybe into the low hundreds but if it gets a lot beyond that then they would intervene probably um but that's the kind of key that's the kind of key thing to look for if the US decides to play this sanctions tightening card um the key question probably one of the most interesting questions important questions is what does uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the Saudi Crown Prince, do then? Does he help, or does he kind of um, fold his arms and um, allow prices to do whatever they're going to do? And a lot of that, I think, will probably come back to um, how emotive the situation in Gaza is. But it's—I mean—it's very, very complicated. There's all sorts of <laughs> there's all sorts of um, uh, twists and turns to come. I would have thought.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, this is far from over, so I'm sure we will be talking about this again. Laura and George, thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Oliver Tashlich in London. Subscribe to the Views Room and our sister podcast, The Exchange, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Catch up with our latest views and much more on Breakingviews.com and on X, where our handle is at Breakingviews. I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine. Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover.
1: To the heart of US politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes.
2: For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts.